Amy Timmerman. And I'm Lisa Demers. And this is Appraiser Talk, a show where I ask Lisa, the Vice President of Appraisal Issues at the Appraisal Foundation, your appraisal questions. We answer questions from every corner of the appraisal profession, from consumers to appraisers and real estate to business valuation. Welcome to today's episode. Let's get right to the question. Here we go. I received a copy of an appraisal done on my property, and it makes reference to an extraordinary assumption. What is an extraordinary assumption and why do appraisers use them? As always, another pertinent and great question. Every profession has certain vernacular it uses to describe things that are unique to that profession, and appraising is no exception. Before I explain how an extraordinary assumption is defined and why one might be used in appraisal, I find it easier to understand what an extraordinary assumption is if I start off by giving you an example of one that you may have seen written in an appraisal report. So when I read this example to you, keep your ear out for one word. The word is uncertain. All right, here's the example of an extraordinary assumption. I, the appraiser, when inspecting the property that is the subject of this report, observed one crack in the foundation wall. Cracks in foundation walls can sometimes mean there is a structural defect. However, I am not a structural engineering expert and am uncertain if the property is free of structural defects. However, given that the crack is very minor and the property owner indicated that the crack has been there for over 20 years and that they do not know of any structural issues, the appraisal is based on the extraordinary assumption that the property is free of structural defects. The use of this extraordinary assumption might have affected the assignment results of this appraisal. Now, the example is conveying a few things, and please know that I am explaining this in layman's terms so it is understandable, and I'm not going to be using specific use path language for these next four points. The four points that the appraiser is trying to communicate in the above example that I just gave are this. Number one, that the appraiser recognizes they are uncertain about something. In this case, the appraiser is uncertain if a crack in a wall means there is a structural defect. Point number two, that the appraiser believes it is unlikely that there is a structural defect. But again, the appraiser is uncertain about that and the appraiser wants to make sure that uncertainty is communicated to the client. Point number three, that there is uncertainty and the appraiser needs the client to know that uncertainty. In this case, letting the client know the appraiser is assuming that there are are no structural defects. And point number four, that the client and the appraiser both understand that for this assignment, that the client and the appraiser are both okay with not knowing for certain if the property is truly free of structural defects. Now, those are the four points I've given you a really brief look at what an extraordinary assumption looks like in practice. But let's back up and define it and explain what it all means. The definition of extraordinary assumption in USPAP in part reads, an extraordinary assumption is an assignment-specific assumption as of the effective date regarding uncertain information used in an analysis, which, if found to be false, could alter the appraiser's opinions and conclusions. So why would a client be okay with uncertainty in an appraisal? 
It seems like every client would want an appraiser to eliminate all uncertainty and just have the appraiser complete the extra work to reach a point where the appraiser can conclude for certain if, for example, a crack in a foundation wall is or is not related to structural defects. Um, it's a great point. And really the simplest answer is that not every client needs to know for certain every single thing there is to know about a property. If it were required that an appraiser must know all the details about a property before appraising it, then every appraisal may take a very good amount of time and a fair amount of money to complete. You know, I know that I often resort to analogies using doctors a lot, and I'm going to use another one here really quickly. When you wake up in the morning and you have, let's say, a slight earache, you expect when you go to the doctor that the doctor will only spend as much time with you as is necessary to reasonably conclude it's a minor earache and send you on your way. Though even that decision that the doctor is making has some uncertainty in it. The doctor and you both agree that there is no need to commit you to weeks of testings just to rule out the other possibilities of all other types of issues you may have. So it's kind of like a risk versus need situation. If the client owns the home that has the crack in the wall and has asked you to appraise the home for estate planning purposes, the client likely has very little concern that there is a small likelihood of the home actually having an, a structural defect. So when the appraiser alerts the client about the need to use an extraordinary assumption to complete the appraisal assignment, it's easy to understand why the client would agree that the use of the extraordinary assumption is reasonable in this circumstance. Extraordinary assumptions are very common and appraisers do use them frequently in various appraisal assignments. They are a necessary function of a client not always needing to know everything about a property to feel comfortable with the assignment results and with the appraiser's value opinion. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you'll tune in each week to Appraiser Talk. You can send in your questions to me at amy, A-M-Y, at appraisalfoundation.org, and you might just hear us answer it in a future episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Appraiser Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.